0: Hey, you found us, the Dimwits Podcast. Listen, uh, we're going to get the show roll on the roll off the ground, uh, in the air, someplace. We're going to do something with the show uh, in just a minute, but I thought I would just take a quick second to invite you, the listener, uh, to make this a regular thing. You know, come back and visit us again. Now, the easy way to do that is to hit that subscribe button. I don't know what podcast service you're using, but... There should be a subscribe button somewhere. And that makes it easy for you. Now, remember, you don't need permission. And you don't need me to tell you what to do. But we would like some subscriptions. That would be nice. That's a vote of confidence. We'd also like to hear from you. And if you have a chance, there's a phone number at the top of our website. You can go there and you can dial that number and leave a voicemail. Give us suggestions about the topics that you'd like to hear. Uh, debating intelligence was one of the suggestions that was presented. Another one was uh, forensic. What was it? Forensic. I don't remember. Uh, but we've got a lot of suggestions that have been put out and suggested. A uh, voicemail has been left. No, I'm lying. You might be the first, though. You might be the first. So, please, you know, contact us. Email, voicemail, whatever, or just hit that subscribe button. Okay. Well enough of your time. Here we go with the next episode of Two Dimwits. Revealing truth by exposing lies. What does that mean? That means that on this podcast we're going to talk about a variety of subjects but we have an intention in mind, and that is to move beyond political ideology, religious dogmatism, tribalism, and nationalism, even beyond personal opinion, beyond false authorities that so many people don't even question, and taking you, the audience, someplace that you may not be quite ready to go, to that place beyond us and them. So, yes, this Myers-Briggs personality temperament uh, thing, you know, as I said, being uh, founded on this idea that there are four basic temperaments. Mm-hmm. And uh, melancholy, uh, phlegmatic, phlegmatic tends to be someone who is lazy, perhaps, you know, they, they, but they're a peacemaker. So, again, it's the yin and the yang. That would be me. Okay, so you have a phlegmatic thing, you know. You you really want other people to get along and not argue and not fight, but you would like to get a little nap in the afternoon. Which, and I'm
1: a little lazy, absolutely. Okay,
0: so you can you admit to that? You know, I have to yeah. respect you. You know, yeah. admitting to that. I, you know, I, I took a nap, but I would never admit to it. All right. <laughs> All right. So then you have um, you have. Caloric. Now, the thing about Caloric, I used to have a roommate who was Caloric. Now, this guy was a natural-born leader. I mean, he had hmm. people. He, he had command of his facts. People respected him. They. He just had an air about him. The way he the way he carried himself with his shoulders back and his head up. I mean, he had he looked like the a guy you could just follow into battle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but. I was his roommate, and I can tell you, this guy was horribly irresponsible when it came to, like, cleaning house or being, I mean, he was messy as hell. Uh-huh, Okay, uh-huh. like, we would go down to the 7-Eleven, get a Big Gulp, go back to the house. He'd, he'd be drinking it, and then he'd just set it down. And then, by the end of the week, there'd be, like, seven of these Big Gulps sitting around. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, why don't you put throw your, your crap away? What's the problem, you know? And, like, and he's like, I mean, oh, I didn't even know. So they're yeah, not even aware of their own deficiencies.
1: That would be a perceiver in, uh, in uh, Myers-Briggs kind of a slob kind of a slob mm-hmm. right yeah but so it's a yin and yang thing again
0: isn't it it's like you have the strength and you have the weakness
1: absolutely yeah yeah each each yeah each uh, uh, each letter has a or each personality type has a, has several strengths and several weaknesses
0: right mm-hmm. and then you have the fourth one we haven't talked about which is the um, sanguine. Mm-hmm. And the sanguine temperament, as I understand, I, you don't meet too many. They're kind of a rare personality, but um, they're storytellers. They like to be the center of the attention, and they kind of. The downside is they they kind of play loose and fast with the with the facts. So mm-hmm. you know they they can exaggerate, mm-hmm. um, and so. But it's important for them, I think, to to be the the, the light of the party or whatever, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's the way I understand it. I, I can't say I've had a lot of experience. I did have one roommate that was kind of like that, sanguine, uh, but but most people. Are a combination. In, sure. So you've got those four temperaments, and most people would be uh, would be a combination of two. Uh-huh. Would you say? I would say at least two. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. when we get into the Myers-Briggs personality uh, evaluation, then you've taken the four and created sixteen. There's uh-huh. there's the subcategories, and and so uh, when we you listed them out for us, and um, you know this this. Whole, we were going to talk about intelligence. That's really what we intended to talk about when we came out here. But how does, in your view, how does the uh, discussion we've had so far about the different temperaments and personality types, how does that translate into how we gauge uh, and judge and measure intelligence?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, You know, the traditional way of looking at intelligence, and uh, unfortunately this is the way our children are taught is that if you know facts, if you're able to do uh, reading, writing, arithmetic very well, then you're intelligent. Um, schools are uh, really based and uh, yeah, as you know, Mark, you're making me think here, but there is a particular uh, personality type. Uh, let me see if I can get it right. It is the ESTJ and that is the extrovert sensory, thinking, and uh, judging. These type of people are very organized, and they are natural-born leaders, and they are uh, extroverted, they know a lot of people, and really, now that I think about it, our our educational system is built around the ESTJ personality type.
0: Well, I have to tell you, did you know, I was involved with a um, high-demand religious group, which is Another word for cult. yeah um, right. when I was younger. and the leader of this group, the cult leader, uh, his name was Kit McKean the organization was called the International Church of Christ if you want to look it up I mean I think they're pretty much dead now I mean they, they may exist in some form but at, at the height of their uh, they claimed to be the fastest growing religious organization in America at one time and it's probably true and they went out and they were really uh, intent to meet people and study the Bible with them and baptize them and that's what they were all about and you know it became a sales organization and they were yeah. just about numbers and making right. eventually it, became, it deteriorated into just like you know n- numbers equal money and it, it became uh, uh, bad but it wasn't all Always that way, but but there was good intentions from the part. And originally, they started as a what they called the Boston movement because they were they got their found they started up there around Harvard, around Beantown. So um, anyway. The, at one point, when they were at the height of their success in, in terms of like the, the, they were just taking over the world. They were planting churches all over the world. It was just like a mass movement. And so the, the, the leader of the group commissioned somebody to do a Myers-Briggs personality test on him and some of the other leaders. And he tested exactly what
1: you said. Yes, TJ.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And so yep. he came to the conclusion on his own that that must be what Jesus is. Okay? (laughs) And so now now he's
1: trying to convert all the people in the organization to this particular temperament. Right. You know, that reminds me of a statement by Albert Einstein, and he said that uh, fish are good swimmers, Uh, but if you try to teach a fish to climb a tree, he'll live his whole life thinking that he's stupid. Mm. And uh, unfortunately... Exactly what you're saying. Our educational system is built around this ESTJ uh, personality type. As well as our society. The if you look at folks that are let's ESTJs. use the word
0: culture. Culture. Okay. The, good. And yep. the reason I say culture is because what's the first four letters of culture?
1: C U L T, cult. There you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there, there you go. All right. So
0: this is the problem when, when you're identifying the problem is a mm-hmm. cult mentality. Sure. Okay. And so, you know, what does it mean to? Uh, I mean, we could. That's a whole other podcast, and I have yeah. a lot that I could say about that. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to the uh, question that we keep uh, getting away from, which yeah, is the, the intelligence. question intelligence. All right. So there is such a thing as an IQ. Okay, now yes. it, IQ is a good measure of who's going to be successful uh, in our society. But does that necessarily mean that it's a good measure of intelligence?
1: Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, there's been a lot of research done on the idea of intelligence. Sure. And um, the the leading research is that there can there is up to eight types of intelligence. Hmm. Uh, unfortunately, our school system only addresses about three of those. Wow. Um, one is logic, uh, the other one is linguistic, and if you happen to be a jock, the other one is bodily or kinesthetic. Um, but, uh, <laughs>
0: so those are the three that are esteemed in our society. Those
1: are the three that are esteemed in our society. There's also nature intelligence, there's also emotional intelligence, there's spatial intelligence. Well, that and, is
0: measured, spatial intelligence.
1: Uh, That's measured under IQ somewhat.
0: Is it? Yeah, because okay. then because you have uh, you have people who become architects
1: and engineers. That's spatial intelligence. That is spatial and, intelligence, but it also requires logic. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you're dealing with math, right? It, it it's still it's. Well, you should the intelligence is based on logic and mathematical intelligence. Yeah.
0: Well, the thing is, there's per- this is the troublesome thing about the IQ, and everybody, it doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal on the left or the right, nobody mm-hmm. wants to talk about the fact that there are groups of people who test higher in the IQ department on specific things. Like spatial intelligence that we're talking about now is, if you're, uh, if you're uh, Asian or um, in that continent of, of India, you're going to test higher in that area than any other group, and so that's why Google has 40% of their workforce is from India. And, but now that's changing because of political correctness. So now we're going to have to, you know, adjust for make that. It, make but,
1: it, yeah, representative. I mean,
0: and, and I don't support that. I think that if you, you should hire people that are best qualified, and some people are very, you know, uh, uh, they have high IQ in this department, and so why shouldn't they get the good jobs? I mean, I'm fine with that as a libertarian. Mm-hmm. Now... Uh, but while we're on the subject of groups, the one that tests highest is the Anastasi Jews, and uh-huh. they, they are up there in the uh, 115 on average uh, percentile with IQ. But it's largely it's linguistic, uh-huh. okay. And and so and but both what they share is logic. So logic mm-hmm. is cross-platform in these different uh, spatial and linguistic. So you know that. But that explains why uh, the Anastasi Jews are 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 um, better represented. Um, disproportionately represented in various uh, schemas out there you know because of their particular brand of intelligence their particular expertise or where they excel at mm-hmm. you know you don't you you don't find them doing um, doing uh, the spatial jobs you know necessarily engineers but they might be uh, a script writer for the president
1: or whatever well i'm not really familiar with the term anastasi that's, that's, uh, that's
0: We'll get into that. That's a whole other thing. A whole other podcast. Uh, it is. Sure. There's, two, there's sure. two different... There's the Anastasi and then the Sephardic Jews, and there there's a big difference and a lot I can say about that, but it's, think... it's controversial. We're controversial enough <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, Deep
1: doo-doo. All the, right. big,
0: the big controversy when it comes to the IQ <laughs> test is that if you're African-American, you mm-hmm. test on average at 85, and that's like... Nobody wants to admit to this. Nobody wants to say this because what you're saying is that black people are dumb. Okay? Right. Well... And,
1: Again, if you try to teach a fish to climb a tree, he's going to spend his whole life thinking that he's stupid. Keep in mind that um, <laughs> whenever you look at measures of intelligence, or it, even in my regular job, I, I'm a therapist. Um, I am working from a ethnocentric, northern European viewpoint. Not necessarily because I want to. But because that is the way that I have been trained, because that is the dominant culture in America. The ones that, um, let's see, I think it was a Frenchman uh, that uh, designed the, uh, the original IQ test. Hmm. Once again, a European, right? ethnocentric. Uh, you mentioned something about Indians uh, being more uh, uh, spatially intelligent. None of this has to do with genetics. It has to do with culture.
0: Well, that's not true. I mean, the scientific evidence is pretty clear. And, you know, people have tried to address this problem. If you could find a way to to up somebody's IQ through uh, conditioning or cultural influence or any other mechanism that you could invent or create, then you would be a wealthy man, and this has been tried. You know, the military has a, a rule. You cannot be inducted into the military with an IQ below 85. Because uh-huh. what they've decided, what they realize, is that you are, um, you can't. There's no work that you can do that's useful and that's beneficial. It's, it's counterproductive. Uh-huh. And so, believe me, the military would like to bring people in, mm-hmm. and that they, they, they can you know they're cannon fodder essentially and why right. not you know let's get some cannon fodder in here right. so they've tried to solve Correct. this problem and if the problem if there was a solution to the problem they would have found it by now they've been working on this a long time well so what i'm saying but, is that you have uh this whole discussion usually goes off the rails when people start saying well you know african americans have a low iq uh-huh,
1: okay i don't believe that to be true at all
0: i don't believe that to be true at all. well we might agree that they they test on the IQ test that they might uh, consistently test low. But what does that
1: prove? It, what only is it proves that the IQ test is biased towards the European culture. Yeah, and, and of course. That's it, all it proves.
0: And of course it would be because the colonists are the ones running the world. Why wouldn't they create a test that benefits them? Absolutely. You know and so in what we're talking about here with the IQ test is it's a te- it's an indication of who's gonna make money in our society. Why wouldn't you want to reward your own people? I mean absolutely I mean, the whole thing is self serving. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's get back to an honest discussion about intelligence. Mm -hmm. We started with uh, talking about different temperaments and different personalities. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could we say then that regardless of what your Myers-Briggs personality temperament might be, and there are 16 different possibilities, Uh that intelligence is not going to be greater in any one of those than the other?
1: Absolutely not. Um, again, there's several different types of intelligence. For instance, I'm an INFP, and uh, INFPs tend to be dreamers, they tend to be uh, uh, poets, and they also tend to be healers. And um, for me, right? Uh, if you ask me questions about human nature, and you ask me questions about theory, and you ask me questions about... Um, you know, how to help people, then I'm going to prove to be highly intelligent. But if you ask me questions about math, and you ask me questions about geometry and algebra and calculus, then I am going to be mentally challenged.
0: Or if it was uh, testing your aesthetic, uh, you know, athletic. Or
1: tennis, my athletic ability, right. I would score below zero yeah, on my so athletic y- ability.
0: You're just an idiot.
1: Yeah, I am a dimwit.
0: That's you for are, sure. You are you are a dimwit because you can't play football. The, yeah. Well, welcome to America. And that's really what it boils down to. I mean, mm-hmm. if if you're in high school and you can, you're athletic and you're on the football team, boy, you, you're you're going to reap the benefits of society. There. You're
1: going to reap the benefits, and you can fail all your classes. That's and those right. Coaches will make sure you pass. That's right. Because they need to win football games. That is a job. very
0: good metaphor. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's one thing we didn't talk about is that you can talk about IQ, MQ, and FU, but you don't. <laughs> but here's the one that people don't talk about, and mm-hmm. that is the MQ, the, moto, the the and what the M stands for is. Um, the metaphor, metaphor. metaphoric mm-hmm. quotient. So mm-hmm. you know, this is something that has been identified in recent years. Um, that it's not just IQ; mm-hmm. it's also EQ. And what is EQ? Emotional, Emotional. intelligence right. and being how well you get along with other people Absolutely. is a measure of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you form community? Can you form consensus? Can you form um, um, whatever? Uh-huh. and if if you have a problem dealing with other persons or you can you don't have empathy or whatever then that clearly means that you lack intelligence and this right. this is an argument that's been made now for 20 30 years mm-hmm. and that but there is another uh, school of thought that says that hey it's not just EQ it's not just IQ there's this thing called MQ, a metaphoric quotient. And I'm really interested in that, even though it's not discussed much, even though people don't know about it. I like finding things that aren't well known yeah, and digging them out. Absolutely. And that's what this thats what this podcast is sure. about. So I, I am encouraging the listener to, to find out more about what it means to have a metaphoric quotient. And I think this is really, really, really super important because... <laughs> Um, you know, if you're just going to argue about emotional intelligence versus, you know, the IQ versus EQ, to me, that's kind of a boring conversation. And But when you introduce the idea of metaphoric quotient and say that this is also a measure of intelligence, then you, you go into a whole other arena, a yeah. whole other place,
1: well, the metaphysical thing, place. The one thing that I want to add about what you're talking about is, you know, if you measure EQ and IQ and and... and the the thing about it is, is all of these standardized te- these standardized tests do not take into account the complexity of human beings. Even the Myers Briggs, you know, Mark, you said that uh, it it's um, measured sixteen different personality types. The thing is, is each trait in those four those four different uh, sections exists on a continuum. So, you could have one person that's an INFP like myself, but our personality may be more different than what you would think it would be because one person could measure 99% uh, introverted, whereas myself, I'm only about 52% introverted.
0: That's true. And of course, we can't forget the fact that I'm a Scorpio, and that changes everything. <laughs> Well, what, what that's another topic. What sign I, are you? I'm a Leo. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. things I can say about Leo that are absolutely true. Uh, uh, okay? Sure. And there's things that you can say about a Scorpio that are absolutely true. I, sure. So so I don't know how we explain <laughs> that scientifically. I mean, but... but I'm making the point <laughs> that you're making, which is that human beings are complex. Absolutely. And so the thing is, we have certain scientific methods that we can approach the question of intelligence, and the Myers-Briggs personality t- temperament is one way we can approach this question of intelligence and be able to say the current system is broken, yes. the current system is wrong, Absolutely. and we can, and, and so the Myers-Briggs uh, gives us a, a scientific method of, of making that argument. But mm-hmm. you can even go even further into the Zodiac and start making arguments. You can go into the Never
1: Never Land, all right, if you're...
0: <laughs> It, it, you know. Sounds
1: like we're already almost there. Yeah. yeah. Let me Even just... the Chinese have a, a Chinese zodiac. This is the year of the pig. Yeah. And they developed uh, twelve different zodiac signs to explain different personality types.
0: Yeah. So uh, I don't know how to explain that scientifically necessarily, and maybe maybe it's all just a random uh, thing that has no real. Uh, You know, no validity whatsoever. Uh, Maybe it's just that we are able to look at our um, horoscope and identify with it
1: because we're only reading ours and not someone else's. Um, There's actually a term for that, and I'll be dogged if I can remember exactly what it is. It's the idea that if you read your horoscope, if you're already believing that, that, uh, for instance, astrology is true, Uh, then when you read your horoscope, it's going to make perfect sense.
0: Yeah, one term that comes to mind is cognitive dissonance. And Mm -hmm. um, now, I don't hear that term applied to... to, people who who are promoting like astrology but Mm -hmm. the word uh, cognitive dissonance or the term um usually applies to people who we were talking about earlier we accept the fact that we're in a free country when uh, when uh, our country in secret is going around torturing people right and
1: not promoting freedom
0: and not yeah we're, we're, we're we like to think that we're free and that we're in a democracy but there's there's secret prisons in eastern europe that the United States government is uh, doing these renditions and, tra- you know, oh, let's not go there.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah we're, we're talking about intelligence right now with okay. different subject. Yeah, I just,
0: one. don't get me started on the whole, you know, <laughs> uh, evil empire. You know, when we were in high school, the evil empire was the... You
1: know, it was the Soviet Union. It was the Soviet yeah. Union.
0: Now, who's the evil empire today? Well, okay, don't answer that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, um, I, I, just, I want to say one thing and then we'll get back to intelligence. <laughs> I think the best historical analogy of the United States is not Rome. Uh huh. Y'all can look it up. It's the Athenian Empire from ancient Greece. Uh, that's the best historical analogy. Mm-hmm. Athens was a democracy. Mm-hmm. It was a center of culture. It was a center of art. It was truly democratic. However, all the rest of their possessions, they ruled with an iron fist. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, it's something that you can look up, uh, it, uh, folks that are listening.
0: Well, the way we rule today is we have the IMF and the World Bank, which is just an extension of the CIA, which is just an extension of Wall Street. And basically what it is is we're going to go into this country and we're going to build a dam. We're going to build a bridge. It's going to be an American company that puts that bridge or that dam up. And then we're going to put that country in debt for 100 years to pay off that dam or that bridge. And because we have them in under our grasp, under our thumb now, and they're in debt and they can't possibly even pay off the interest, we're going to demand that they vote the way we want them to on the next United Nations resolution. <laughs> How was that for stream of
1: consciousness? That, yeah. That's just colonialism without the name. Yeah. Anyway, back to intelligence. Okay.
0: So, disregard. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> so. Need a sound effect it, for that. I'm gonna insert that <laughs> sound effect. Um, yeah. So back to intelligence. Hmm. We we um, you know. There is such a thing as a left brain and a right brain, uh, and and it's like mm-hmm. we have two brains, and yep. they, they kind of communicate with each other and stuff. Now, w- w- when we talk about IQ, it's left brain. Because right. that's where the linguistic side is, and, and, and language logic. and logic, and, mm-hmm. and we can just use logic to cover all of that. Okay, mm-hmm. so logic is esteemed in our society; it's rewarded in our society, right. and it, that goes back to the foundation of Western culture with the with the uh, Stoic philosophers, who they valued yep. logic. Yep. Now, who were the Stoic philosophers in competition with? They were in competition with the sophistry uh, worldview, and the Epicureans, uh, and and so that represented the creative side of the brain, and. and and being able to see the, the wholeness of the universe, and, and having a wholeness mentality. So the right brain is about wholeness mm-hmm. versus logic. Mm-hmm. Logic is like mathematics and language, and, mm-hmm. and, and this is what our in our society. That if you if you're strong in logic, you're going to make
1: money. You know, they actually okay. Have a term for that? It's called STEM: science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Wow. That's what is taught? I've never in heard our, that. You never heard that? No. Yeah, that is the main focus of our schools today. Okay. It's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Interesting. All if you cannot if you're not good in STEM, you're not going anywhere.
0: Right. So you know I've been a big supporter of STEM research, and now I know what it means. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. (laughs) All right. So STEM research that has to do with
1: that's all left brained.
0: uh, Right. So so, okay. I tried to make a joke and it did. It went over like a lead balloon.
1: <laughs> um,
0: okay, so <laughs> let's get back on track. Yeah, what yeah. the? This is very fascinating. Okay, so yes, what you have is left brain stem, mm-hmm. and so the it's the stem the brain stem is left okay <laughs> right, so yeah. so what we're dealing with here is a uh, a, a deeply rooted uh, prejudice and preconceived ideas that this is that this is what needs to be rewarded right and you know on the other hand we do have the creative side the right side of the brain yes. and there is rewards there i mean musicians they, they they put out people who do creative things they they're some of the highestly paid people in society too sure as well sure
1: it, it, but if you really look at that um you're what gonna make a million dollars? And uh, you're one in a uh, hundred thousand musicians are making a million dollars a year, and the rest of them were uh, doing yeah. gigs in a bar. Uh, well, the rest as of an them extra job. Or they end up working in a chicken factory. Or they end up working in a chicken factory. Or they end up working at a convenience store.
0: Or, yeah, and or that's they end grossly, up working
1: for Walmart. And for that's terrible. Weights, that's grossly
0: know? unfair. Mm-hmm. It is because they have their their intelligence is not being adequately rewarded, um, mm-hmm. and so and those people tend to be emotionally um, sensitive and and sometimes like I said prone to insanity. So I think that some mm-hmm. of the problems that exist um, is the artists and musicians in our society are not able to uh, express themselves and get rewarded accordingly. You know in the marketplace so Mm -hmm. as a consequence they're um they're pushed down i I think of crumb who did the uh, who was famous for doing all of his cartoons and he was kind of a nerdy guy and but but he he took his revenge by doing uh putting his view of society into a comic book and and some of the things that he did were pretty outrageous Hmm. and um so but but he did uh reach a point of success and notoriety but that is an exception to the rule and so you have a lot of people who um have uh, I don't know, you, you, th- there's an underlying bitterness to feel like it, the system is unfair and has treated them unfairly,
1: and it has. Well, I mean, you know, I, I can speak out of personal experience with that. Um, you know, I work helping people. It, it, it's my job, it's my goal, I, it's, it's what I like to do, it's what I've been, you know, been doing for nine years. And um, I'm making enough to make a living. However, if I would have been good in math, uh, I could have went into finance. I could be a banker. I could be a stockbroker. If I knew how to play the stock market, I could be a millionaire right now. But I have no intelligence in mathematics, and so therefore, I'm getting by. Uh, But I could be extremely rich. Now, the system doesn't pay. As a matter of fact, I have a daughter. That um, also helps people. She works with uh, uh, infants and toddlers that are physically disabled. She makes just a little bit above minimum wage. Yeah. Saving lives and helping uh, people who are, um, you know, less fortunate. uh, Making, you know, some of these kids would not even make it if it weren't for people like my daughter. Uh, You know, uh, Doing uh, a tube feeding and, and uh, different types of therapy, and they're paying them a little above minimum wage, but a greedy capitalist uh, who knows how to work the numbers is getting fired with a golden parachute of multi-million dollars. Um, so intelligence is rewarded in our society only if it's a certain kind.
0: Right. Well, let me see if I can uh, unravel some of that tangled mess. Yes. Yeah, All right. Mean, um, there, Stream of
1: consciousness. There,
0: there, there's uh, there's a lot of things there that are preconceived ideas and prejudices that come from your uh, liberal point of view. Mm, yes. And yes. I'm going to have to really, you know, um, try to oh. try to ta- untangle some of that. Okay. Here um, we go. I, I, I feel you, man. Yeah. I, I feel you. All right. Okay? Groovy. Groovy. And, and so the, th- <laughs> <laughs> the, th- the thing is, I, um, I, I, he, fortunately, let's agree on this, uh. fortunately, we don't find meaning in life. By uh, making more than fifty thousand dollars a year, because once you go above this particular plateau, whatever it is, I mean mm-hmm. twenty years ago it was fifty thousand dollars and may, adjusting for inflation, it may be more but uh, research has been done scientific research that sure. once you get to a certain point financially in our current system you're not going to be any happier by earning a nickel dime more that's right okay i agree so that's so been proven. so where i do agree with you is um, uh, someone who is contributing to society as you describe mm-hmm. ought to be able to at least hit that benchmark um, but I don't agree with you that yeah. we're going to call the people who excel far beyond uh, some kind of greedy capitalist and that they're evil and blah, 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 okay? Because, <laughs> because, uh, because... If,
1: you're no, no, speaking for them. All I'm yeah. saying,
0: all I'm saying is, if you can achieve the measure of happiness that's, that we're all entitled to, then who cares if somebody goes beyond and does more?
1: Well, here's, here's what I, where I would disagree with you on that. I care. It's not that I want the money. Because if I cared about money, I wouldn't be doing the job I'm doing. I care about people. Right. But what I do care about is that I have spent several years in school. I have put a lot of effort into what I'm doing. And yet, for some reason, society does not recognize my contribution to it as much as it recognizes the contribution of some guy who happens to be good with numbers and got lucky and invested in a few good companies. That's my issue. I don't want to be rich for what I'm doing, but I don't want people who take from society to be richer. Well, That's my issue. Yeah,
0: that's I don't get on board with that at all. But um, I mean, what you're describing, you're being very honest about right. the fact that this is part of the, what colors your worldview, and that's yes. why you identify with groups that are like opposed to my view, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I, to each his own. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't have a, see. I I still I fall back to a libertarian view on this, and it's like you know, I, I think this gets to the root of the whole uh, economic. Disagreement that we have in terms of what political system is going to provide, you know, the, the what has the right um, understanding of economics, and you know, what does it mean to have equality in society, and all, of, you know, when it comes to the whole money question, mm-hmm. and so we're probably never going to agree on that.
1: Of course, as a Marxist, it, it, I boil it always down to money and mm-hmm. class. That's mm-hmm. that's just the way that I that I see the the, the inequalities and the way that I see. Um, well, the things the, that happen, is it all boils down to class and money, especially money.
0: You're familiar with the 80-20 rule, right? I mean, this is the yes. idea that...
1: Um, yes, I heard that a lot whenever I was a preacher. It's weird how uh, the capital C Christians always like to use that. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Yes, I've heard of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, there's a name for it. It's a real thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And... You know, if
0: you look at it on a bar graph, I mean, it's it's a hockey stick. You know, you have uh-huh. you have all these people doing this work, and then you have a few people who exceed beyond measure. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a first to market kind of thing. But you know, if we just look at it in economics, that would be true. But um, if you take this principle and you apply it to everything in nature, you find that it's true. Like uh-huh. for example, I could take a bunch of uh, I've seen a YouTube video of this where you take a bunch of um, paper clips, you and you put them in a pile, and then you take two paper clips, you pick them up, and you stick them together, drop them back in the pile, jumble up the pile, do it again, and by the time you're done. You're going to have one long string of paper, of paper clips, and then a, a few short strips of per, and paper clips, okay. and that's just an example of this principle at work. It's a universal principle of nature that you're going to find that uh, that there's going to be. Uh, a group or an individual that's going to far exceed everyone else, and that's just the way it is.
1: And, and you know, I'm not going to disagree with that, um, and we're back into uh, our general philosophies on, on life and away from intelligence. Actually, this has something to do with intelligence. The, the issue that I have with that is we're not, even though we are part of the natural system here on the, in, in this world and in this universe, we're sentient beings. We are not... Called to be ruled by our natures, and as a civilization and as a society, we have we're better than paperclips, and we're better mm. than um, chimps, and okay. we're better. I see than I... lions, and and you know, to whom much is given, mm-hmm. much is required, mm-hmm. and those who do not.
0: So let's put a gun to their head and take their money and distribute it. I'm not going to
1: put a gun to their head. I'm just saying that uh, either (laughs) one way or the other. That was a cheap shot. I'm sorry. It was a cheap shot. I'm sorry, but but, you know, in a way, I'm going to almost agree with you. Either um, they do it, the state does it, or the workers do it.
0: Because well, sooner or later, the state doing it has been has, has is what the twentieth century was covered in blood, and, and unfortunately, okay? that
1: doesn't work very no, well.
0: No, if you want another two hundred million people dead, no, no, we
1: don't want we don't want another Soviet Union. We don't want another
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, communism. It's, no, the, the statism in the twentieth century has a terrible history. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. even going to call it communism because yeah. it, but because it includes fascism. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it, statism is terrible, terrible, terrible mm-hmm. uh, atrocities against humanity. Okay, mm-hmm. so so let's forget that option. That's terrible. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the other two options?
1: The other two options, <laughs> and this is where my real... Uh, this is not going to be very popular, but this is where my Marxism really comes out, is either A, the people who have the money do it, or B, the people who are being ripped off every time they go to work rise up mm. and take it.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. But see, now, this is where I come in uh, and with technology, because I see that uh, we could we could formulate a new Financial structure and system, uh, using the technology that exists with the Bitcoin blockchain technology, to be able to create wealth from the bottom up instead of the top down. And so, yeah. and so what I'm suggesting, instead of having a centralized bank, uh, which is the history of the 20th century and all the failures of the 20th century, can be traced to that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the this is the quintessential evil. If you really want to look for something that is quintessential evil, the, the common denominator in all the problems is a centralized government, centralized bank. Okay, which is okay. their part and parcel of one thing. So this I'm is not
1: going to disagree. Okay. With Okay.
0: So what's the alternative to the top down? The alternative is the bottom up. Right. Now, how do you create a bottom up system, which is truly democratic and it has and takes money out of the hands of the corrupt government and banks and puts it in the hands of the people? How do you do that?
1: Well, have you ever asked that question? You no, are, you uh, haven't, Mr. Uh, Smarty Pants. Yes, I Gans. have. I've asked that question every day. <laughs> every day. The first thing is, is the people need to be educated about what. How the world really works, and they need to be educated about the failings of capitalism. They need to be educated about their rights and uh, their responsibility. How about to a meritocracy up for themselves? How about a meritocracy? Okay, tell, explain that.
0: Well, the the money's generated by people doing things that are worthwhile, and the merit is what uh, makes you a citizen. For example, if sure. if you can't produce, if you don't do anything that merits your citizenship, then you then you don't get citizenship
1: I would have to uh, I don't know if I agree with that or not okay because
0: that's a very libertarian thing I wouldn't yeah, expect you to agree yeah, with exactly. it so mm. what we have to do is examine that extreme idea mm. And then look at your view and kind of find some way to merge these together. Merge it's these. worth having that discussion. I yeah. really I really think that this, this could be another podcast where yes. we kind of go into a hypothetical. How do we merge like a libertarian, the best of the libertarian protection for the property rights and individual rights and the best of the democratic socialist view of, uh, of having equality in society? How do we bring these together?
1: Actually, there is a term that... Um I would suggest that uh, you, Mark, look it up and that anyone who happens to listen to this at some point in time in the future look up. It actually sounds like a contradiction in terms, but it is a real thing. It's called libertarian socialism. Huh. And the idea behind that... I like it. It's a paradox. It is a paradox, a yin-yang type thing. Yeah. The idea behind it, it has nothing to do with the state. It has nothing to do with the government. But what it does have to do is a, um, if you picture, if you will a society filled with worker cooperatives where there is still free enterprise, there is still um, competition, and there are still companies. However, there is no longer a bourgeoisie or a ruling class, because all of the companies are equally shared and owned by the people that work there. And each one of them competes Mm -hmm. with the other Mm -hmm. uh, in, in a Semi-capitalistic way, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, with that, with that, folks are going to have more money on their own, and there will be theoretically uh, there will be less need for a welfare state. Uh, so what I would add idea. to that,
0: I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it reminds me of is um, I mentioned to the, to this to you before, which uh-huh. is the idea of holocracy. Right. And holocracy is a uh, there's a book. By that title, you can get it on Amazon, and there there's a company in Las Vegas um, that sells shoes, and wow. uh, the name of that company is. Um Zappos, I think, is the name of it, and okay. what they do uh, at some point, they they converted from having their hierarchical structure of managers and supervisors to a model that was uh, what they call holocracy. And what that basically amounts to is you remove all the management and mid-level management, and all the top-level management it just goes away. And what you in place in place of that is like this uh, constitution that is established by the, the workers. They they can yes. they can uh, modify the constitution mm-hmm. and they can even right choose on. their own jobs and they can they can cooperate mm-hmm. and they they have meetings. And they talk about, well, we're doing good over here, we're not doing good over here, who wants to pick up the slack kind of thing. As and,
1: as a Marxist, I have to ask one question. Yeah.
0: Who owns the company? Well, there's the owner is he he basically took a big pay cut and he lives and he works out of the same office but as he still equal owns he's the on company. the floor with everybody else. But he it's, still owns the
1: company. Yeah. So when it comes down to the bottom line, whenever it comes down to the quarterly profit margins, mm-hmm. those profits belong to him.
0: You know I think so but I'm not I can't say well, for that's sure. Where I disagree. I, yeah, so you're 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 really looking at profit sharing and within the company and like a cooperative type thing and and I get that. I mm-hmm. get that. That's where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. All I'm doing is suggesting that there's another uh, uh, working model that mm-hmm. has been put forward that we need to consider and l- really look at. I mean it has sure. it, it, it there's the downside was that when he implemented the system he gave the managers and supervisors that were going to be replaced the opportunity to take a severance pay and leave the company. Uh-huh. versus being integrated into the new system. Uh-huh. And you can just guess what happened. Oh, they left. Oh, they left. Absolutely. And, and why? It wasn't because they were going to lose money. Mm-hmm. It was because they were going to lose status. Right. Yep. They were all about the title. They wanted to have their own office. They wanted to be called a manager. They mm-hmm. wanted. It was all about status. Mm-hmm. Pride, pride, Hierarchy. pride. And pride is a friend of greed, is it not? It
1: certainly
0: is. So this is a, this is a, this is, a, we're talking about human beings becoming better at being human. Mm -hmm. Okay, And that means that we have to identify the forces of nature that make us less good at being human. Mm -hmm. And if there is a force of nature um, that makes paperclips congregate under one string versus another, then we don't sit back as a libertarian and say, well, that's just the way it is. Get used to it. Right. What we do is we say, hey, yeah, you have a human nature that wants you, you want to go out and rape and pillage, but do you do that? No. Why? That's because right. there's, we have a collective fiction that tells us, look, there's laws, and there's you know we need to treat people fairly, and God is opposed to that, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So we all operate under these collective fictions in order to have society to be well-treated and stuff. The, the, we need to develop a new myth and a new moving forward that's going to make us better human beings and doesn't necessarily uh, rest on some sacred book or some theology or some dogma that somebody uh, dreamed up. I'm not suggesting that, but I am saying that if if your sinful nature or your human nature is producing a society that's dysfunctional, then let's fix it. Let's find a way to be better human beings.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think you and I both agree on that. Where we disagree is the way to go about doing
0: that. Yeah, I don't want to do it at the barrel of a gun. I don't think that I want to do it from a top-down government status no, system. No, I don't either. Okay, so we uh, we have a lot of common ground. It's shocking. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. It is. We have some common we ground. We never had here. that common ground in high school. <laughs> hey, man, life is a good teacher.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, while we're on the common ground, let's shut her down. Yep. Uh, I want to sign off and say thank you for joining us. Uh, yep. I don't know how this is all going to be edited because we're all over the map. Tonight, but I'm going to go back into the studio. I'm going to try to find some way to, like, you know, merge these stories together. But I think we've covered a lot of interesting ground. See, I know when we get together and we just do stream of conscious discussions, <laughs> it's awesome. We have
1: a, we have a great talk. No, I enjoy it's, the it's hell it's out of it. It's a great it. time. It's a great time. And I want to take this just this little moment for anybody out there that might eventually listen to this to acknowledge Mark's work in the editing and the technology huh. and uh, in creating the website, which is 2dimwits.com. Uh, I want to acknowledge him. Uh, I'm only contributing some ideas and some attitude. Mark's actually doing the legwork, so um, he needs to be acknowledged for that. So thank you, man, for doing that.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah, the uh, yeah. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna splice this, but I wanted to. Uh, get some more um, validation while you're giving me validation. I'm, so, I'm, I'm like, I'm soaking it up, give you know. Me more, like, give, uh, me give, give me more, give me more. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's my pride. And uh-huh. It's, it's. I'm greedy. Mm. I just need more.
1: We all do. Okay. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> isn't, baby. It,
0: isn't it true? We want it appreciation. Is. Yeah.
1: Actually, there's a counseling theory out there, a psychological theory that says that uh, there are two basic human needs, and people will kill. Mm. to get them, literally take mm-hmm. a life to get them. Mm-hmm. And one is love, mm-hmm. and the second one is validation.
0: Well, you know, that reminds me, now we're going back to religion, that mm-hmm. reminds me of the story of Cain and Abel.
1: Yes, exactly, that's very true.
0: Now think about it, uh, Cain killed his brother Abel because he wasn't getting validation from Thank God. From God. How about that?
1: Absolutely.
0: So so validation is probably, I've said this before, I'll say it again because I don't hear anybody else saying it. Mm-hmm. But I believe that validation is one of the dri- prime drivers of the human psyche. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, we want to be appreciated. Like even in a marriage, in a, relationship with, a relation with your father, you want your father to appreciate you. It, maybe he does in some way, but he's not doing it in the way you want it to be. Right. Okay, right. and your wife appreciates you because you bring home the bacon, but you want her to appreciate you for being kind and sensitive and caring, or right. or whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah. so, once again, it goes back to the temperaments. We all have different personality temperaments mm-hmm. and stuff. But we, uh, and some people are are uh, going to appreciate something about you mm-hmm. that maybe you don't appreciate about yourself, and mm-hmm. they don't appreciate the thing about you that you wish they did. Mm-hmm. And so, uh,
1: it's very uh, complex, isn't it? It is it's very complex. It
0: is. And so, it's an interesting story there in the Hebrew scripture where the. Uh, the Right out of the gate, you know, they're thrown out of the Garden of Eden. Here we have the first conflict, the first drama unfolds, uh-huh. and that's the brothers Cain and Abel. And right. and Cain doesn't get the validation that he feels
1: like he should be getting from God, and he becomes jealous of his brother,
0: and it provokes jealousy and Which murder, wrath and the and, murder. and you could say greed was there some way, but it's really mm. validation, and there's mm-hmm. those things are connected. But um.
1: Well, again, we could go on about that. Uh, But what does it say about God that he didn't give him validation? Well, (laughs) another podcast, perhaps. Yes. Uh, But uh, that's a very good question. God has, if you you go by the Hebrew Scriptures, God has a prescribed way of worship. And when you go outside of that, then you don't get validated. Mm. You don't get acknowledged. Mm.
0: So that's a hard fact.
1: It, That's and, a hard fact. In the I mean, Hebrew scriptures, it is.
0: Now, what's interesting is that um, uh, the conversation that God has with Cain is that uh, you know, uh, sin, the, the sin, the sin is at your door. Sin is at your door, and you, mm-hmm. and sin is crouching at your door, mm-hmm. and you must master it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is. Uh, what more do we need to know about the Bible than that quote right there? That pretty mm-hmm. much sums it all up as far as a man's relationship to God. We want God to give us validation, but God is saying to you, listen, there is a sinful nature within you that's it's like a wild beast crouching at your door, and it is going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm going to stand here and let that happen. Uh, you can kill your brother if you want to, but you know there's going to be consequences for that. All I'm saying to you, human beings, is you need to take responsibility for yourself. If mm-hmm. there's inequality in your society, fix
1: it. Right. That's uh, 100%. Now, I think you touched on a lot of different things that would be a different podcast <laughs> on that. So, oh, I'm loving it, Mark. I'm glad that we just kind of went on a stream of consciousness. I think. What you and I need to do though is kind of keep each other in check. If we have a particular topic we want to talk about, we need to kind of keep yeah. each other. in Well,
0: check. we're still in it. we're st- I mean I haven't seen you in 33 years. Yeah, we're, I don't know what's gonna come out of your mouth. Well, yeah, Same i here. I, I don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth.
1: I know. And, and you've you you know you've mellowed. You've you've got these other ideas that's you know I mean you used to be this hardcore G Gordon Libby. Uh, you know, Watergate was a good idea type guy, you know, and I'm still a Marxist, but well, i have kind of mellowed. I still think
0: Ronald Reagan more. was a good president, but the, um, damn, damn, no, damn. I, I could hear, <laughs> I knew that was, I was like, I'm like, oh, I could just, I was waiting for that.
1: Well, now he did have some good things. He did do a few good things. Economically, so, not so much. I, I did policy? flirt with Absolutely. fascist
0: views for a while. Ah. That's true. Mm. I, I had a hero who was by any measure a fascist. Mm. Um, and so, but, you know, that was my point of reference. That's where I started. You know, sure. I, I started on the on the far right. Yeah. And, I, you know, and... And in, in you did the same, only you did it from the leftist point right. of view. So, you know, we've come uh, a long way through our mm-hmm. own uh, trials and experiences in life. Our, mm-hmm. We've made mistakes and we've learned from those mistakes. Yeah. And so it's taught us to be more compassionate and caring and considerate yes. and loving and, and being able to to take into consideration the points of view of other people other outside of our own group and Which what have the- you
1: point of yeah our podcast
0: exactly so you know the thing is that um, we're pushing the envelope here uh, uh, when it comes to um, our consciousness mm-hmm. and, and 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 hopefully doing the same for the for the listener because mm-hmm. Um, you know, We've got the left brain misrep- uh, disproportionately represented in our society.
1: Absolutely.
0: And they're the, they're reaping the rewards of uh, the monetary system. Mm-hmm. And they're in the position of being able to judge everyone else and say, you lack intelligence because you can't do what I do. Because you don't
1: measure up to my personality. You don't measure up. My personality okay? type. And that's you a canard. Yeah.
0: That's a falsehood. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so that's another one of the false authorities. And I want to th- mm-hmm. have a podcast that talks about false authorities. And that's one of them. This whole... We've been talking about intelligence. And mm-hmm. I'm saying that this is a uh, the what passes for intelligence, or what how we measure intelligence, the IQ test, is a false authority.
1: I agree with that.
0: Okay, so now we can close the now, yeah, absolutely Now, now, now we're we can, in agreement now we can close <laughs> Now do you have, do you have anything uh, else nice to say about me real quick? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I still think that you're a hell of a lot smarter than I am. Oh no that's see now we're going back to the intelligence
0: thing. listen
1: well I know that I you know you' you're, you know but it, it, it just slipped out as far as my personal measure of intelligence, the idea to be able to grasp theories to look at the big picture mm. to, To, you know, to see things, Mm -hmm. you know, that go beyond just day-to-day stuff. You've got
0: it. Let me tell you what I have. I have the MQ. MQ. I have the EQ. Uh And you know what I say about the IQ? Fuck you.
1: All right. (laughs) On that note, good night. All right. Good night. (laughs)
0: to the end of the podcast. I'm impressed. That's quite an accomplishment. But you know what? There's one thing I want to remind you. Go ahead and subscribe to the service today using whatever podcast service you prefer. And remember, this is important. Remember, no permission is necessary. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast?